I'm Amina Zina, and you're listening to the Stay Fit, Stay Lit podcast. If you're ready to take your fitness, your body, and your life to the next level, then this is the place to be. And I'm so excited you're here, so now let's begin. In today's episode, we're going to be diving into how to manifest your dream body, dream life. This is part two of the first episode talking about the mindset shifts and like it's the energy of everything. That's really what it's about and balancing masculine and feminine energy, understanding how to visualize your body into existence. Of course, you have to eat well and train and do the right things as far as that goes. It's just it's so much of a mental game, so much of an art form as well. So that's really what we're going to be discussing in this episode. So welcome back to the show. It's me, your girl, Amina Zena. We're here today. What's up? It's Sunday fun day here in Amsterdam. That's where I'm currently at. That's where I'm recording. So welcome to the show. If you're back, thanks so much. Y'all are the littest. Y'all are the fittest. And if you're here for the first time, you're also really cool. Thanks for joining me. Um, I'm Amina. I've been a trainer for a while now. So this is what I do every single day since 2009 is I'm in fitness doing something, teaching classes, training people, making courses about it, starting a whole bunch of different things right now. And it's really exciting. And I like to share how things have worked and how I have personally transformed my body, how my thousands of clients have transformed their bodies and sort of how I've seen so many journeys of people And it's all so interesting to see how my clients, their mindsets shift in the process. You see the shift in their mindset and you see not only do they start seeing changes in their body or even in their health. So much, there's so much this pressure about to transform your body. Sometimes I realize some of my clients, they want to transform their health. That's really what it's about for them. And they start feeling better and they start showing up better, like in their careers, you know, like people really really realize that everything you do stems from your body, right? And that's why it's so important to have a good mindset and feel good about yourself and love yourself and do any sort of fitness and any sort of nutrition plan from a place of love and not from a place of like, I hate myself and I need to fix myself because that energy is just going to take you down some dark paths. So first and foremost, getting your mind in that place and keeping it in that place. That's why this is a part two discussion because, you know, it takes reinforcement. You don't just do one rep and like you don't just do one workout and that's it. Okay, I did my one workout or even it's like some people think once you get results, you stop working out. That mindset, I don't understand that mindset, but it's it's weirdly enough. A lot of people really think like, oh, with the working out, once you get there, you can kind of like stop. Maybe you can slow down in some levels. Like maybe you don't have to spend as much time up front learning, right? The learning curve of anything always takes extra time. You got to remember that. Sometimes it even takes extra money as well, right? So it's like the learning curve takes time, but once you get past that learning curve, it becomes a habit and it doesn't feel like it's taking up as much time. It's just part of your lifestyle. And then now you have something on autopilot That's a habit and you have freed up the time and mental space for your brain to create something new in your life. So staying stuck in any area of your life can sometimes hold you back in other areas of your life. That's why it's important to always keep sharpening the saw boo. Gotta keep it sharp or it gets rusty. You use it or you lose it. 
So that's why I'm going to be hosting a free training. So make sure you make you uh, make your way to the little section with the notes. Find the links to my course. It's going to be great. It's all about how to be your own Valentine's Day. It's already going to be February. And I feel like Valentine's Day is all about, I think it should be about loving yourself. Of course, if you have somebody, it's a great time to celebrate with them. I love celebrating Valentine's Day with my boo. But, you know, at the same time, it's really, you have to love yourself first because no one could love you like you love you. So hope you join us in the training. Click the links. It'll all be available in the links. And yeah, so as far as that goes, you want to make sure that your focus is like, creating the body that you love your dream body that's what my mindset has always been around fitness and body image and it's just been such a big part of my life it's been such a huge part of my day-to-day life and really diving into it with other people as well and how you see yourself is really the most important thing how you want to show up and fitness has taught me that you can really create your body if you get the balance of the masculine and the feminine energies. It's like the masculine energy of, okay, you need reps, you need sets, you need structure, you need order, you need logic, you need the science. I'm all about the science. I teach the science of this is how we tear the muscle, you repair it with the protein and the amino acids and the sleep and the HGH and the human growth hormone. Like, let's talk the science all day. That's really what my job is based off. It's like I teach people how to really build their muscles really do exercises and workouts that work and the best part is is like I had a session today with a client and she was like talking about how she feels so confident now whenever she's doing her own workouts it's like she finally understands and it just makes sense so it's like once you realize what makes sense that helps you succeed and then the feminine energy of the creativity the art the manifesting, the expressing, the creative energy of it, right? So what are we creating? We're sort of sculpting our bodies and we are working out in ways that inspire us. And like, even like I have to go to like, I love the gym. I love the music. I'm very particular about my workout environment. Like I have to curate something for myself. You know what I mean? Like I'm a very sensory person. I love anything scent touch taste sight smell experience art you know so it's like that's the feminine energy when you can combine those and understand that just as much of the nutrition and macro tracking that is super critical for creating the change the manifesting it the seeing it the feeling it like i would get on websites and just look at clothes and i wouldn't i this is a hack that i use i get on like a clothing website and I look through all the outfits and I just think to myself, what would I wear? Not like, oh my God, well, I feel like I have, like for me, I feel like sometimes like, oh, I have fat arms so then I wouldn't wear that shirt because then that's gonna highlight that. Like, no, I don't think about it through the lens of like what I don't have. I don't think about my body through the lens of what I don't like about myself. I'll look at the clothes and be like, yo, that's cute. I would wear that, I would wear that. I just look at it and see it how it is. And I'm like, I just like this style of it for whatever reason even if I wouldn't actually buy it it just helps me just visualize my body and and think about my body in a more healthy way so I just look through and I just look at the clothes objectively I look at the style of the clothes I try not to look think about like me looking a certain way in the clothes just how they look on the model and whether or not that's my style whether or not I like the clothing piece for 
how the color is or how the you know artistic creativity of the design is for me of course you have to find clothes that flatter your body type I totally 100% believe in that I'm just saying starting to talk about yourself better is so much better than looking through clothing and be like oh I would wear that but like oh my stomach would look so bad in this or like I can't pull off something like that like I feel like so many people look at you know they're shopping for clothes with that mindset and you have to look at it just from like a what do I want to wear? What would be a hot outfit? Let me just see what's out there. Like, oh, I like that. And then you try it from a place of that. You know, I remember in New York, I was like shopping for clothes and I went through a lot of changes in my body in New York. Like at one point in my life, I was big. I was like a size 20. I was very big, you know, how to shop at a plus size store. And then I got all the way down to like a size six and I had to shop again. And I was trying on just way different clothes and wearing really short dresses and strapless stuff and it was just so different wearing shorts like I felt like when I was smaller I definitely started showing a lot more skin like I just felt different as a person and I started just wearing just less and now I don't really like the idea of wearing less and it's not because I'm like ashamed or anything like that it's just more I just like the idea of wearing something really well fitted that's flattering that obviously enhances and shows off my curves but isn't doing like too much like I don't need to have booty shorts on I think I'm over that right now you know and that's also if you're in a booty shorts phase wear your booty shorts girl like I had a booty shorts phase you know you have that phase it was like a 10 year phase but you know then I was like I'll keep it for the beach. I'll keep it for another time. But I would just be in New York wearing some short ass shorts for no fucking reason. You know, like, (laughs) and people would tell me too. like, people would really be like, I mean, your shorts are like so short. And I'm like, I know, I know. And looking back, I'm like, girl, I'm glad you did it. I'm glad you finally got that out of your system. But just wear full length pieces of clothing at this point in your life. That's where I'm at. No cap on sexiness, no cap on anything like that, but I do like to wear clothing that's like an actual full-size piece of clothing. That's it. Some of it is still bodycon. I like bodycon. That's how I like to show off my body is through very form-fitted pieces, you know, so that way it's a little bit of both. You're covered, but you're still, you know, working it. So anyways, you have to just visualize yourself and like, the outfits you want to wear and like the energy you want to be in when you're doing things like I like to feel excited about my life I like to feel passion for things I like to feel fire for things like right now I'm really excited about the things I'm working on it's just so actually really incredible what I'm working on it's insane like I'm can't even believe that it's at the level it's on and you will see all of you will see it's fitness it's fun it's lit it's cool it's epic it's gonna be something the world has never seen before some vision shit and um you know visionary that's where it's at you have to visualize it i remember growing up we used to listen to this tape in the car sometimes called think yourself thin and it was just like visualize yourself like eating spaghetti but you still have a flat stomach like you can eat whatever you want 
and still have your dream body. I feel like I've hacked the code. And that's where it's the masculine-feminine matchup between, okay, there are macros. There are systems that you can follow. There are dietary guidelines that pretty much work across the board. Now, everybody has a different body type. Everybody has different goals because depending on how many times a week you're working out, the type of workouts that you're doing, there's a lot of different factors that determine what you should eat, but it can be figured out for the most part. I've worked with a lot of people. I've helped so many different people of so many different backgrounds, like vegans, men, women, people that want to gain size, people that want to lose fat, people that have, you know, they're 200 pounds overweight, people that are just five to 10 pounds overweight. Like I work with so many different people. So there's always a solution. There's always a, like a way to figure out what would be a good combination of macros for someone. And that is the beauty of macros. They really allow you understanding food on its most basic level. And it's not a diet or anything. That's why like Weight Watchers and sort of point system things don't really like register for me. I'm like, huh? Like, I don't get it. I just want to eat whatever I want. And I just want to know how to factor in what I want to eat into how I can hit my macros. Because once you understand all food is made up of a protein, fat, or a carb, and you need to just eat in certain ratios of proteins, fats, and carbs, life gets a lot simpler. Yeah, like I could have brown rice today for carbs. I could have potatoes for carbs. I could have quinoa. I could have bread. I could have fruits. I can have vegetables. I can have rice cakes. I can have oatmeal. I could have a cereal. I can have a bagel. I could have so many different, you know, waffles. I could have so many different ways, pasta, you get it. There's so many different ways to have carbs. I'm not like limited to like this weird point system or diet program. You know, it's like, okay, so there's some of my carbs. Like recently I've been really loving potatoes. Like that has been my number one carb source for like a month at this point. And sometimes it's rice. Sometimes I get into like, oh man, I, I have always having brown rice. And sometimes it's all about whatever, quinoa, sweet potatoes. You get it. Life in food is seasonal. You see that. Different food, when you eat in season, it it kind of just makes sense. You eat in season, you eat a variety of food, you eat the rainbow. Like That's why I don't really get stuck on one way of eating. Like I have kicks all the time. And for me, I'm really weird. Like I can eat the same meal every day for weeks, even months at a time. But the second I'm done with it, I won't even eat it for like, I can go like years without a certain food. I'm really weird like that. Like, Dom, my boyfriend, he's always like, it's so weird. Like right now, my thing is potatoes and eggs. I have been eating eggs and potatoes every day for like a month now with barbecue sauce. So good. I season the potatoes. You know, I cook it in extra virgin olive oil. Just simple. Just something really simple. I love it. Sometimes it'll be like oatmeal. Like I remember like a few months ago, it was just like this protein oatmeal. I'd make it every morning, like religiously. And now I haven't eaten it for months. You know, I used to make poke bowls every day. Like I just get super obsessed with a certain flavor and I want to perfect the recipe. I want the seasonings. I want to just really have like, I have like really good recipes, but it's because I practice the same one over and over and over and over again. I got like a bang of chicken Alfredo. You know, I got all sorts of just really unhealthy, you know, I, I always try to always get like for me, low glycemic carbs, just like I have this protein pasta that's made with whole wheat pasta or spelt 
or it's made with brown rice or chickpea, right? That way you can give yourself even more room and flexibility. You can still get the same satisfaction of having a pasta, but now it's less carbs and less calories, which gives you room to eat something more later. I like to give myself space to have variety. So when you understand how to structure your food and you figure out the protein sources that work for you and how to pair the foods that's best for you, you have a system in place You can now get a lot more creative. The macros gives you the creativity of creating new recipes and trying new things because I can hit macros when I eat a poke bowl. I can hit macros if I eat Mexican food. I can hit macros if I have, you know, Italian food. It's not just about needing to rely on a certain like Whole30, for instance, or even paleo. At one point, I was prescribed to the paleo way of life, and to me, I totally agree with it. The only thing is that it's just pretty much in nutrition theory, it's high protein, high fat, low, low carb. And that does work. It does really help with ketosis. It is something that's very simple, effective. It'll keep you lean. I understand it. I just feel like, I don't know. I like carbs. (laughs) I love carbs. And I just think that if you're sticking to it, like a true paleo diet, the carbs aren't as fun you know it's like no beans and no no donuts there's no pizza it all has to be like you know almond flour this and coconut flour that and again that stuff is good I do appreciate paleo things I do appreciate sometimes like you know because too much carbs could be not where you want to go you know so just depending on what your goal is and what your health issues are just understanding how to balance certain macros just depends you know even with fat some people need to really be mindful with that so you know maybe doing high carb high protein lower fat you know it's usually just about always usually keeping your protein high and then messing around with the carbs and the fats and then interchanging between that so that's sort of the most basic way I could talk about the mindset of nutrition and it does work it's a lot easier just to think like that it's just to think in a macro view think with nutrition it's big picture and that's really where more masculine and 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 feminine emotional energy starts to intertwine because sometimes food can become really emotional right like if you eat good food you're a good person or if you eat bad food you're a bad person sometimes I think that's why even the word healthy can be triggering sometimes because If you eat healthy food, you're a good person. If you eat unhealthy food, you're a bad person. So that's why using emotional terms around food sometimes can backfire. That's why I think for me, what's really helped me maintain my body, because I've pretty much been maintaining the same size now for like forever. Not forever, but like I'd say the past six years. Like I got really thin. I got down to like a size six. I was there for like three years. Then I bumped up, I was like an 8, 10, and now I'm like a 10. I'm just like a solid 10, 8, 10, but really a 10. American Eagle jeans. That's the most basic pants I could think of right now. Um, I really wish Topshop was still in business. I really miss Topshop jeans. Love their jeans. Anyways, uh, we were talking about like body image and emotional eating. And I think that with the emotional eating, make it more logical. Like I said, just focus more on that. Like focus more on, okay, logically I need to eat. There are a certain amount of calories that my body does burn. 
you know, humans have figured out how to count calories and it can help. And the thing is, the crazy thing is, is that with the diet culture, calorie counting, I learned that it actually came about after World War One because they had to ration food for the soldiers and they needed people to figure out how to count calories really effectively in society. And diet culture has really impacted how we feel about ourselves and how our body images and how we eat. So this isn't something that's super simple to even like dive into. It's, it's really complex. It's like understanding where did diet culture come from? How long has this been going on? Because we see body image trends all throughout history. You know, the flappers in the 20s that were super skinny. And then, you know, there was a time when it was all about being like voluptuous and then there's the time when it was all about being slightly bigger and then there's all these different body trends and beauty trends and the way women curl their hair like a pinup or the 70s the big bell bottoms and Farrah Fawcett hair or the 90s the grunge look right the body image also seems to change with these things and the diet image and all of the you remember Atkins and there's all these just different, the soup diet and the, the slim fast and the the new start and the lean cuisines and diet culture has really been around for a long time. Since I would say the early 1900s, even maybe earlier than that, you know, once processed food became a thing and once we became a little more industrialized and people started having more disposable income and media started becoming a thing when cities and we became a little more advanced with communications you know the diet culture really started kicking in but the thing is it was even before that because it's always had a thing around food we've always had a thing where you know rich people were able to have access to more food so at one point being bigger was actually better and being more in fashion and and finding ways to get chubbier like literally articles would say that like how to you know, get yourself plump, you know, because you look more rich and affluent if you look like you've been eating because if you're skinny, it looks like you haven't been eating and you have diseases and you're poor. And then sometimes that narrative completely changes, right? Now we're in a place in time where it seems like there's a lot more body acceptance. I'd say there's more body acceptance now than I have ever seen in my life. And I'm so grateful for that. It's just also at the same time, it does still feel like it's a mostly skinny person or sort of Kardashian look wins right now. Sort of a slim thick is what's in, you know, that's sort of the Instagram model body, you know, that's crazy that that's even, you know, exactly what aesthetic that is. It's like bubble booty, slim waist, you know, long hair, big lips, small chin, big eyes, brat stall sort of image that Instagram has created and you know it could be really crazy to just see people in the changes constantly in the 90s it was the super skinny and then it's now you're seeing even bigger people on covers of magazines at one point it was plus size models of maybe sizes 12 14 more full mid-size not even plus size but mid-size was not even a thing and now mid-size is a thing but at one point, midsize was considered plus size. And now you're seeing women that are 300 pounds or more on the cover of Cosmopolitan and on the cover of Fitness Magazine. So it can be a lot to 
absorb all of this and come up with your own ideas and conclusions about how you should feel. I think that's why it seems like now more than ever, people are so concerned with how they look. And this is also has to do with social media, of course, too. The selfies and the videos, it's made us more conscious and aware of how we look, which in a lot of ways could be a good thing for some people. I mean, being able to celebrate your beauty more seems fun. I've always enjoyed putting on makeup, but I'm a fitness instructor, so it's not necessarily something I, I do every day. I don't even know if I would. I mean, it, it's kind of fun. I don't know. I As a fitness instructor, that's why I always have, I try to have my nails done and my hair done. So that way, because I'm always sweating, your makeup's going to sweat off, but at least my nails are done and my hair is done, I feel like, okay, I got something going on. But 2020, all these lockdowns has really thrown off my nail game. My nails, I really need a manicure. I'm, I definitely have to set that up like immediately. Plus, I recently started playing the bass self-teaching myself and um whenever you want to learn a guitar a bass a string instrument where you have to pluck your fingers your nails are gonna get fucked and yeah I gave up getting my my long sets for playing the bass so it's been worth it though I really do enjoy playing the bass and I, I want to make music with it so I'm definitely excited to keep playing it anyways though this is just really it there's so much that I want to say about diet culture and body image. It's just almost overwhelming the amount of information and how deep this really goes. But I guess in my mind, I have been on the planet, at least in this body, as Amina Zena for the past 32 years. So I can only speak pretty much about the 80s, 90s, and uh, 2000s up until now. So... I think with this stuff, you just have to really be conscious of who you want to be, how you want to show up, how you want to feel, and make decisions from the place of feeling like what's best for you. You want to feel confident, you want to feel high, you want to feel however you want to feel, feel that, and then you'll be able to make a decision on how you should eat for yourself, how you should work out, how many times a week you have, and you know like what's the environment you're going to create around working out and who you're going to surround yourself with in that space in your life but it's always about creating that space in your life and making it matter you know I think fitness and wellness sometimes gets put on the back burner for people but it's really like it's going to give you the most out of your life you know it's sort of like turmeric absorbs 10 times a hundred times better with black pepper like turmeric is good without the black pepper but when you put the black pepper with it it just you get so much more benefits your body can absorb so much more of the antioxidants and the anti-inflammatory benefits of it that's what fitness and eating well and sleeping right is going to do to your life like my clients always tell me that like yo i'm getting so much more done at work all my clients get promotions at work it's crazy every time my clients work with me their whole life levels up they move out of their parents house for the first time seen that happen a few times I've seen people get amazing promotions at work I've seen you know my clients finally get that proposal I've helped so many clients for their weddings get really good feel really good about the dress feel really good about you know walking down the aisle like this is some real life shit this is really like you and your body and your energy you know your energy is really your currency in life your energy is your motherfucking currency and the energy you give yourself, that's what you get back in life. So remember that. If you give yourself 
100%, guess what life's going to give you? It's going to give you that tenfold because that's what investments do. They multiply. That's why investing is such a good mindset to have around how you see yourself. I invest in myself every single day. I make decisions constantly to invest in my well-being, to invest in my body, to invest in my mind because that's really the most stable thing at the end of the day. I mean, I was having a conversation today with a client. Like, Think about all the different currencies that we have now been exposed to in the past just three years alone. Crypto, Bitcoin, Ethereum, Cardano, Ergo, Dogecoin, Tether, you know, all these, you know, Binance coin, all these different cryptocurrencies, NFTs, all these different ways to invest, real estate, stock market, bonds, right? Passive income streams, affiliate marketing, all these different things that you can do to generate income that didn't even exist like that when I was born. And like I said, I'm 32. You know, like there's so many different ways that we're evolving in society and society's going to shift and things and trends are going to come and go. And the thing is, is you have to keep yourself constantly like feeling good about you and you're going to change too because it's crazy how moment by moment everything stays the same but over time nothing is the same except feeling good about where you're at in the process knowing that you're doing what's best for you like staying in that energy that's why I've been able to maintain my body and that's why that's why I be chilling boo because I know it's important I know that taking care of myself is important and I don't have to stress because what's stress going to do for me age me I don't I I, I can't boo boo I'm drinking my fifth cup of tea today I'm drinking my fifth cup of tea, hun, because I need to keep it fresh. I need to keep it popping. I need to keep it lit. And I deserve that. I deserve that for me. So, you know, just you control the narrative. And it doesn't matter, you know, what conditioning you've had. You know, sometimes people have been conditioned about food from your parents. Really, your parents, the first seven years of your life, boo, when you was just as a subconscious baby, it was a whole lot of programming around nutrition that was happening for you then. So you can go back and rewire some of that if you need to. Some people had it good. Some people had it good. Their parents set them up for success with nutrition. Some people's parents did not. My parents did not. I had to create my own. And I rewired my brain to create habits that would deliver me results. Create habits. Create habits, boo-boo. Create the habit. And it starts by you setting aside the time. The first thing, the literal easiest way to create a habit and guys, I so, I'm sorry, I keep, I've hit the microphone like four times already. Bless up. Um, the easiest way to create a habit is to first just set aside the time to do it. Whether that's like, let's talk about the bass. Because at this point, I can play songs. I can play songs start to finish. You know, I can play the bass without looking at my hands. I know the notes. I can, I have at least like six or seven songs right now under my belt that I could play start to finish. And how did I get from, you know, one point I didn't have a bass and then now I can play songs. And it's been a few months. It hasn't even been, it's been maybe six months, something like that. It hasn't been too long. And the thing is, is that at first I just set aside time. I was like, I'm going to give myself 15 minutes a day, every day for watching a bass video. And then, you know, next time is I'm going to use that 15, 30 minutes I gave myself a 30-minute window because I was like, okay, I want to invest more time. I'm going to set my 30 minutes to 
find a base, research some bases online. Nothing too expensive. I just want to learn 100 euros. I think I got something for like 200 euros in an amp just to get myself started. And then it was like, okay, once I learned the bass, I got some lessons. I downloaded some guys' bass lessons and I invested 15 to 30 minutes a day just to watch a video and play a lesson or two. And he started with me just learning how to hold the bass, learning how to tune the bass, learning where to put my fingers, teaching you the basic notes. And through those 15 to 30 minutes a day, you get better. That's just how you do anything in life. But it starts by you always setting aside the time. And that's all it takes, really, to make anything happen. Not even an hour. An hour is better, and I definitely can play the bass for hours now. I can sit down and play the bass, and I can have fun with it. But sometimes, for me, if I get super busy with something, and I can't necessarily play the bass for an hour that day, I always tell myself, if I even I just do it for 15 minutes, that's better than not. Or even if I just pick it up and play one song, that's better than not. That'll keep you sharp. That'll keep you in it. And that's the same with fitness. Set aside the time. Set aside the minimum amount of time. Now, fitness, I will say, is your body. Give it at least 30 minutes, like, for real. Like, anything less than 30 minutes is, like, you got to really ask yourself, how can you be that busy? And that's, hey, if I triggered you, whatever, you got to really ask yourself. We got 168 hours in a week. You got to structure your time better, boo. I give myself, man, I give myself hours, plural. For me, I, let, I, I need like 90 minutes set aside for just the workout because I need to do my hour straight through lift, hit the muscle groups, do any accessory lifts, stretch a little bit or foam roll, you know, do a little core. I like to take pictures. I like to do like a sauna. I just like, I like to be in the gym. I like to give myself time, you know, have a good playlist. I like to write everything down, make sure that I'm really tracking what I'm doing. Writing what you're doing down is magic, man. That's why it's called scripting. That's why... Witches cast spells, you know? I'm not saying I'm a witch. Man, internet's weird, yo. People, yo, please don't never take nothing I say way too literal. I say stuff like, I'm a macro person. Everything in my life is a macro. I see the big picture. I'm a big picture type of person. That's why details can sometimes, like, it can bog me down. Like, too many details is like, oh, my brain, I can't, I just, I just want to learn how to play the bass, ah. So how do I do that? Oh, 15 minutes a day. I don't know what I'm going to do, but it like it's like when I'm planning stuff, I don't know what I'm going to do in that moment, but I know if I set aside the time, I'll know what to do once I'm in the space. Boom. Intuition. Trusting the timing. Trusting that like, okay, let's say you're brand new to the gym or, you know, it's been a while. You know what to do, but it's been a while, so what should you start with? And you'll know what to do. Just a total body workout, but it's like, just put it in the calendar. You're going to go to the gym. Walk your ass to the gym. Show up to the gym. Even if you got to do five pound lift because it's been a while, you do that and you get back into it. And you just, you take the rust off and you just get it off. It's like anything, anything that gets dirty. You know, if you keep it clean regularly, it doesn't get as dirty. And sometimes you get a buildup, but then it's like, let's say it's like food. Let's say, okay, let's say you wash your dishes right after you cook. Like you're one of those people. You wash your dishes right after you cook. Good for you. Put it in the dishwasher, boom. Okay, or let's say, you know, you're the person that washes the dishes later that night. All right, that works. That's me. That's me. I'll get to it. I'll get to it tonight, you know. But then it's like, okay, what if you don't wash the dishes until tomorrow? Okay. Mm, All right. It's a little sus. Life happens, though. It's not even that serious, though. 
two days, all right, now you're getting mold and shit. Now you're starting to smell it. All right, now you haven't washed the dishes for three days, and you're stinking. Now it's four days, and it's five. Okay, it's an eight. Do you think it's going to be easier to wash the dishes after one day or eight days, right? It's just, it's like that. You know, it's going to be a bigger process the longer you wait to get on it. So why don't you just stay on it? It's a lot easier to wash one dish a night than have to do like, ugh, a deep clean. Like, you ever seen those like on YouTube, man? They be having those OCD house cleaners clean the hoarders' houses and the hoarders. The house got trash just piled up to the ceiling and it's just insane, you know? And that can kind of happen with your fitness. I mean, it doesn't have to get there. And I know that if you're listening to a health and fitness podcast, it's probably it's not even going to be your problem. But all I'm saying is, like, it's a lot easier to just do a little bit a day. I mean, just a little bit at a time can add up to something major. It always does. So, yeah. Manifesting, there's so many different techniques you can do. There's so many different journalings. There's so many different breath works and meditations and plant medicine ceremonies and ashwagandha and herbs and teas and rituals that you can do to manifest things. Ultimately, though, it comes down to how you feel on a moment-to-moment basis and moving and creating from that place. So you manifest your dream body. You manifest your dream life by being the energy you wish to attract, by loving yourself. So who would you be? What would you do today? How would you act what would you say to yourself? Would you work out today when you really love yourself and you're really showing up as 100%? That's how you manifest your dream life, your dream body. So that being said, let me know in the comments. <laughs> I don't think there's comments on podcasts. Um, but actually, I will be starting my YouTube channel up. So make sure you head over to youtube.com slash Zena. Totally different types of content over there. And can't wait to share that journey with y'all. Make sure you check out the links for the upcoming course coming up in the next few days, actually, Valentine's Day is right around the corner. So do something good for yourself this year. Invest in yourself. The course is really going to help you get your body to the next level. Like if you're somebody that's like, okay, I'm really ready to make that change in my body. I'm ready to feel sexy. I'm ready to be confident. This is it because it's going to teach you, like I was saying about the macros that you really need to understand to get your body and keep your body, how to really tone and sculpt yourself like how to get that stomach on flat, that ass on fat, pretty much, you know, that's really what it's about, so if that sounds like you, (laughs) click the link in the bio, or in the the show notes, you know, all these platforms got, it's the bio on Instagram, it's the show notes on the podcast, I can't even keep up, y'all, but also, if you also could give me a five-star rating, if you really have been liking the show, or give me whatever rating you need, and let me know what you want me to talk about, I have so many different ideas, and so many guests I plan to bring on, but I always just like these talks, just a chance to just talk about body image and fitness and everything because it's an important conversation and I just want to be someone that can have that conversation with you because sometimes there isn't somebody to have that conversation with and it's really important that we always prioritize our health and taking care of ourselves because you can't take care of anybody till you take care of you, really. We all want to be leaders. The thing is, is that, you know, you have to be a team player first, you know, first off. But really, you got to know how to lead from example. So if you stressed out and burnt out and not really where you want to be, how can you expect anybody to want to follow you? 
Remember, the energy that you create from is the energy that the people receive as well. So that's why you have to start by taking care of yourself and treating yourself right first. That's how you create your dream body, your dream life, and share your gifts and blah, blah, blah. You know what it is, boo. It's all mental. It's all energy. It's all feelings. It's all vibes. It's all whatever you want it to be. You always choose. You choose. So choose your best. Boom, bitch. See you soon. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. I hope you learned something useful and enjoyed what you listened to. And if you did, please feel free to take a screenshot of today's episode and post it in your Instagram stories. And be sure to tag me at Aminazina underscore fitness because I want to meet you and I want to shout you out. So thanks again. And until the next time, stay fit, stay